Welcome back to Impactful Experiences with Sierra Ty Brownlee, where I chat with a new guest each episode and ask them to share one of their impactful experiences. This is your host, Sierra, and I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Today, I'm joined by Sean Kewal Romani, current entrepreneur based out of Maryland. Sean, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. It's great to have you. If you want to just hop right in and tell us a little bit about your impactful experience. Uh, so I think one of the most impactful experiences in my life would have to be being an older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was an only child for basically the first 10 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Holden suddenly appeared out of, no- out of nowhere. <laughs> that sort of disrupted my flow a little bit. Uh, but for the first time, I actually had some responsibility. Um, and I think that really shaped the person that I would become in terms of uh, character and leadership and feeling like you actually have to care about somebody else that uh, who, who might look up to you and you might feel an obligation to try to inspire and, and be a good role model for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sort of, I think, shaped my trajectory later on, like with, with Taekwondo, mm-hmm. I eventually started to help mentor kids as well. And then in high school, uh, there was this really cool uh, mentoring program started by Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity members uh, that I relished as well. And then um, just just continuing on, on that path, like I've, I've realized that people often uh, say that like younger siblings are, are those who are, I mean, this this is very selective and it, it's, it's also uh, based on the, the huge age gap that we have, which is... Yeah. Um, but I know that people say that like younger siblings are often the ones that are like inspired by their older siblings. But as I've grown, I've come to realize that like uh, he's also definitely a source of inspiration for me as well. Um, so recently I took a leave of absence from Pomona College and I, I went to uh, went to Maryland, then to Boston. Now I'm back to Maryland and tomorrow I'm going to New York. But whenever I do get to see my little brother, definitely invigorates me and uh, reminds me of like who I want to be and, and uh, what I want to be building towards hmm okay wow all right um and so what made you choose kind of this experience or maybe this role what comes to mind when you think of um maybe specifically how this has changed you or maybe how you act different being an older brother hmm so I think I think um, I probably act differently being an older brother given that I know for a fact like what I'm doing will have an influence on at least one person and uh to a pretty reasonable magnitude like Mm -hmm. um my my dad recently like showed me this uh this this little worksheet that Holden filled out um Mm -hmm. for school asking about like his hero and then he he listed me and my traits and that 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 made me uh, it it, I feel very honored and grateful but then like I also uh get sort of nervous um because like I feel like that's a lot of responsibility so definitely I think it's been pretty instrumental just just I guess being uh, an older brother is also like sort of a litmus for a lot of other things. Like 
I think my mental health for the past legit like three years has been pretty awful and I have um and I'm generally like uh fairly open yeah and I I, like talk to a lot of different people Mm -hmm. and so especially like when I'm in leadership positions or when I'm trying to get greater goals done like if I'm interacting with so many people and my mental health is not on my a-game then uh people get hurt and like I've I've uh definitely resulted in uh some some relationships that I really care about sort of just falling through Mm -hmm. um not not all of them and some some people have been incredibly forgiving uh, but those who haven't it's very understandable so and then 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 like I really think back I think being an older brother has made me be more reflective yeah of my actions uh so like on that note I think that uh being an older brother and then just being in any sort of leadership position in which like you you care about you care about these people like Mm -hmm. uh you kind of feel like like you have an obligation to be your best self and tying it back to the mental health aspect especially during school I was I was running a VC firm I was working on this startup and I was Mm -hmm. doing a bunch of other things as well it was it was it was pretty pretty toxic honestly it was really fun but like it I was like crumbling and um I think that I've realized pretty recently and this is not only thanks to Holden but also thanks to some other really great people um some of whom that I'm still talking with some of whom uh I'm understandably not anymore that like you sort of have a response you really do have a responsibility to take care of your own mental health and be the best person that you can if if you have people who are just just for yourself it's great but also like if you have people who are looking up to you or people who are like Mm -hmm. following your lead especially uh I've sort of um before I thought that it was that self-care was more of a selfish endeavor and I'm still a super selfish person so I have no idea why I would be (laughs) um but like recently just realized that like and that's 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 why um I I was just talking to my dad recently we're trying to trying to get some therapy for both of us actually Mm -hmm. uh I think on on one hand, it's sort of preemptive. I think it's just being like a responsible leader. If you can try to make sure that your mental health is great, but it's also definitely not preemptive. Like there have been problems for years. And what was great is, is that like my dad was never really big into that stuff. But once he saw that I was like taking the initiative and he was like, Mm -hmm. I might as well, I might as well sign up too. So um, I think that is uh, largely thanks to the, for whatever reason, people like, at least initially putting some trust in me uh, and then me feeling grateful for them. And then that sort of relationship uh, inspiring everyone towards self-improvement, community improvement. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that started uh, with Holden. Wow. So would you say that you're able to um, maybe easily be inspired or be grateful for people around you and so then this maybe motivates you further yeah yeah I would I would say that like somebody else asked me like what defines a win in terms of um like good change good change is the startup that we're all working on mm-hmm. like and for me what I said is just like all of my teammates end up being pretty happy and healthy and and content and hopefully are able to use like good change as a vehicle to achieve uh their dreams or it's already like 
built in but um no but yeah I, I i totally think that's correct and it's also um once again being reflective because i've been overextending myself for years and i've recognized i think luckily because i saw being an older brother as like one of the most fundamental aspects yeah that, that my my uh my role in that hasn't faltered too much but mm-hmm. i think i've definitely made some sacrifices when it came to like relationships friendships uh, partnerships etc um that i think that now that i'm back home now that i'm mm-hmm. like a little bit away from all the noise i've been reflecting a little bit more and, and realizing like maybe it's it's best that i like try to assume some of these characteristics uh, wherever i go mm-hmm. okay and what do you think that will look like in the future um i know you've said maybe in the past things have not been what they should have but it sounds like you're really putting work towards improving it Mm, yes okay so even even recently and i'm this is really i'm truly not trying to trying to brag i don't think i'm doing anything special at all like Mm -hmm. like it's like the, the baseline that people should be doing okay but like uh recently i i try to be pretty um pretty like respectfully inquisitive about all of my team members mental health and like yeah like in in every in every conversation when there's like a serious subject about like some more responsibility that they might be taking on like I try to check up on them and make sure that they know that it's totally fine if they have to step away yeah um, because every, everyone's overextending themselves and I don't want anyone to I don't know I, I care about them um and also uh I think in terms of like daily incorporation of habits mm-hmm. uh there's just there's just some like bedrock principles in terms of like before like my sleeping schedule was absolutely fucked um (laughs) now 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 i feel like i have more of a responsibility to to get into a routine that increases stability so that they have uh somebody more reliable Mm -hmm. um to uh yeah i'm not sure if i completely answered your question uh in the future I guess this is also why we aim to be very transparent mm-hmm. as a company. Like uh, we're a social impact company. And even though like our product is already hopefully doing good, we also want to be a role model for other companies in the future. We're, yeah. uh, we're working towards becoming a public benefit corporation and we're, we're passionate about, um, I guess, being like an older sibling, like eventually. Uh, wow. So yeah, I guess that's like very macro level. I I don't don't you also have a what's uh, I'm I'm sorry to like I don't want to like turn it around too much. <laughs> like like what's what's your sibling situation again? I have two older brothers, so I am a youngest youngest sibling. Yeah. Nice. And what what are the age gaps again? They're pretty close. One is one year older, and the other is three years older. Awesome. Nice. Thanks. um okay well i think it's only only right if you tell us a little bit about good change i'm pretty sure people would be curious to hear so whatever you'd like to share whatever you'd like to say about good change yeah for sure uh thank you so at good change we're aiming to build what we think uh, will be basically like the de facto app for donating similar to how spotify is uh the de facto app for you could say listening. Um, mm-hmm. We think that there hasn't been any 
centralized uh, place for people to donate to all of the charities, uh, like vetted registered nonprofits. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're trying to build that. So with Good Change, you're able to uh, open the app or it'll be web app first. And then there's going to be iOS and Android uh, counterparts. You can open the app and then scroll through millions of pre-vetted charities. You can uh, check out their profiles. They're already evaluated. And then you can uh, compare, compare their metrics. And then you can uh, donate to them directly. Or you can also, uh, and you can do that through various ways. It can be a la carte recurring roundups. Or you can also mm-hmm. like sort of combine some charities into uh, one sort of portfolio, which you would call a recipe. It's, it's the equivalent of like a Spotify playlist for donating. So for example, if you're passionate about both racial equality and queer equality, you could create a recipe that would be mm-hmm. 50% Black Lives Matter, 50% Trevor Project. And then uh, you're able to add a name, a description for that recipe, explaining like why you are passionate about these certain causes. Yeah. And then that, that sort of adds into the social layer of things in which you're able to, to follow your favorite celebrities, influencers, activists, and friends. And then you can share that recipe throughout your networks. You can use, uh, like I would be able to use Sierra's recipe if she signed up, mm-hmm. uh, if, she, if she made it a public recipe, or we could use Justin Bieber's recipe or Ryan Reynolds or some and those, those are those are some like ed- edge case examples, but we also yeah. want to, to bring on people who are um, more well researched and like have this be a tool. It seems like uh, like especially during the BLM movement, there were a bunch of like cards and link trees and Google Docs circulating, which uh, first of all, often some of those charities that people were donating to uh, mm-hmm. were not the most transparent and they would actually like siphon money. And then there was all... all this is pretty problematic. Uh, but furthermore, like, even if we assume that those would include only the best charities, you yeah. have to like five minutes for every financial information sign up. Whereas with good change, you just sign up once and then you have access to millions of charities in one tap. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the very, that's like the MVP that we're building minimum viable. Product. Yeah. And then from there, <laughs> probably okay. expand a little bit all. Yeah. Wow. Sean, you're doing some, some big things. I think only exciting things to come. This is very cool. And I don't know, but how did this idea begin? And I know you talked with me a little bit about this, but I'd love to hear a little bit about the team and maybe how this initially started. Yes. Uh, so how did this idea begin? It, uh, I think it, it spiritually started at the the hack for black lives hackathon at harvey mudd um Mm -hmm. when when me and my initial co-founder evan were part of a team of uh three other really great individuals and we innovated uh, a hypothetical um activism like all-in-one activism app and we were we were really passionate about that we were one of the um there were like 25 or so teams competing and we were one of the three teams that were invited to uh like present Mm -hmm. our projects and we were passionate about it. We, we tried to really make it a startup, but we realized that technologically it'd be pretty difficult because like you would have to have organization to organization connections, uh, people to organization yeah. connections, people to people connections. Whereas with, with good change, like infrastructurally, at least for the, uh, for the MVP, you really only need to, uh, we're, we're able to like outsource all of the, um, all the organization stuff. So okay. it doesn't be like individual connections between each individual and the organization. That's probably not a great description, but <laughs> uh, so it was it was it was really tricky and then also like a bunch of the seniors they, they were all rising seniors except for me got pretty busy with their with their feces oh um, yeah but evan and i 
we, we met back like in my first semester of Pomona College uh, at High Performance Computing. We still wanted to uh, try to use tech for good. It's like something we were both pretty passionate about. Mm-hmm. So we went through a ton of ideas, really pivoted for like several months. Yeah. Uh, but we eventually landed on good change because we thought that it would be a very direct tool. And we, we, we thought back to like what we were experiencing uh, during some of those social movements and like mm-hmm. where, where some holes could be filled. And we thought that uh, it was pretty obvious that transparency and efficiency when it comes to donating would be fairly impactful. Like millions of people posted black squares, but had there been some sort of uh, platform like good change, then perhaps instead of black squares, well, nothing's wrong. I'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with them, but Mm -hmm. additionally, maybe millions of people would have just donated like an extra dollar. Like we want to make it such that, um, such that it becomes a little bit more accessible and ubiquitous. So eventually what Evan and I did is we uh, released this, uh, I was in a Harvey Mudd entrepreneurship class and they encouraged us to write a one pager about our company, but I, I wrote a four pager. And then we, we uh, shared that in a, in a couple of group chats, just uh, for example, like the Pomona CS Slack. And then we eventually got some great interest from really, 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 really awesome people. Um, okay. so, like right now we have a team of, I think it's around 15 and we have representatives from, from every, every one of the uh, five C's. Uh-huh. We have basically all sorts of majors. We have, uh, cognitive science. I was I was tentatively philosophy. Of course, we have computer science. We have econ. We have we have we have, we have the whole range of math. Uh, and like it's all a bunch of interdisciplinary thinkers who are really really passionate about trying to uh, trying to create something that should hopefully add some macroscopic value. The team is so I I don't think I have time to describe each of the individual teammates. So I don't want to yeah. describe any of them because like uh-huh. I don't want to like make. Like if anyone, any of them listen to this, I don't want to make like, like the people who don't get described feel bad that they weren't yeah. described. With. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, like all of them are awesome. Uh, Very cool. If, if you'd like me to like, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, if you don't need to, it's okay. Um, but I wanted to ask you a little bit about entrepreneurship because you just said that kind of early on you had already been either taking classes or kind of participating in activities focused around building something and so did you enter a college kind of with the idea like I do want to start a company um or with that mindset that's a great question uh I think I at least subconsciously but it definitely took a lot of like tinkering and exploring within college Mm -hmm. able to like realize that but it was it was always something that like was probably at the back of my mind, and it was always okay. something that was interesting to me. Um, but if you would have asked me at the start of college, like, would you predict that, like, even before the end of sophomore year, that you'd be taking mm-hmm. a leave of absence to work on this startup? I probably would not have. Uh, it's not that I wouldn't have believed you, but I, I wouldn't have thought that that would be the tra- trajectory. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, Sean, I feel like we've talked about quite a lot and I really appreciate you for coming on. Um, I think that we'll start wrapping things up, but as a final question, I always like to ask, what's the best piece of life advice you've been given? 
Uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I have a role model on like how to be a role model. And that would be my Taekwondo master, Master mm-hmm. Jamal. I was, I, was, uh, I was pretty unathletic as a kid, but mm-hmm. watched a lot of like Dragon Ball Z. And then okay. eventually uh, when, when the family immigrated from Korea and opened up the dojong, like I had to, I had to check it out. I had to learn some martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, I was, was pretty crappy, uh, <laughs> but like there's, there's this one time, I think I was like fifth grade, fourth grade. Yeah. And, uh, like I, I had just like done a bunch of kicking. I was like super out of breath and I was mm-hmm. sweating so much. And I was always like pretty insecure about it as well because nobody really looked like me for, for people who don't know what I look like. I'm, I'm half Taiwanese, half Indian. And first of all, it was like generally, I switched elementary schools a lot and it was always mm-hmm. pretty white towns. And then this one, like at least at the start of, of, of this, uh, of this Taekwondo studio, most of them were uh, Korean because Korean is a Korean martial art. So mm-hmm. I was like, I was like insecure about a billion different things, but um, I was just really, 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 really tired, but I'd given it my all. Like, yeah, I probably did like a thousand roundhouse kicks. And then master Jong uh, told me one second, one second. I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, okay. Yeah. He just told me, like out of the blue, he said other kids stay, and then I was very confused. Uh, but yeah. you know, that's, that's like what what all of these like really masculine Eastern <laughs> and like they they have this these like <laughs> metaphorical statements out of nowhere. They, he said other kids stay, and he had he had like uh, he took his hand and he raised it so like the levels of of, of his hip, mm-hmm. and then I was like asking for elaborations, like yes sir, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and then. And then uh, he said, but, but Sean, and then he, he started to become a little bit louder and, and more serious. And he touched his toes. Mm-hmm. And then gradually he kept on raising his hand until it reached the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you're special because you never stop improving. So I, I guess that wasn't really life advice as much of like, like inspiration. But yeah, that is like a quote that has resonated with me for a long time. It's... Um, I think it's, it's, it's okay to start at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, he's that's That's like sort of what I've tried to share with my younger brother as well. But I would guess that the, uh, I don't know. I think humans are pretty limitless. And I, I think that's also been a big reason why I've been happy to pursue entrepreneurship or a bunch of other random crazy things. Okay. <laughs> no, I think that's, I think that's a great mindset to have. Um, And even though, like you said, that might not be a piece of advice, I think that is really inspiring. Yeah. Wow, Sean. Um, You can retake it if you want a piece of advice. We can cut this out. No, no. That was really good. Sorry. Um, Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I really enjoyed hearing about kind of, I don't know, just more about you and also to hear a little bit more about good change so i really appreciate it thank you sarah i have to interview you sometime as well <laughs> okay um but no thank you so much i really appreciate you coming on sean likewise all right thank you guys for listening and take care <laughs>